Hi, my name is Chris Candy, and this is the Never Not Run podcast. Or no. <laughs> or do the NNR for This is the Never Not Run podcast. I'm your host, Chris Candy. And I'm Mark Nieto. We're back. <laughs> Welcome back <laughs> to episode eight of the Never Not Run podcast. Yes. Um, we're here uh, post-marathon. Mark and I did not run the marathon, um, right. but we are here with someone who is no stranger to the Never Not Run podcast. We really should have made this part two. This is like a part yeah, one and part, like part two. two because we we have a lot of info to get into with uh, our guest today. But there, you could do you know a small telenovela about this guy. I mean, he's he's an incredible <laughs> runner and uh, he's a good friend of the pods. I've been saying his name wrong for so long, but we're getting it right today. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Fonder. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Dan. Thanks for having me. What a delight. What a nice intro. Dude, it was really good bumping into you uh, at, at the the uh, the race day um, pickup. Yeah. Yeah. What a fun event. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Always a pleasure. So wait, what... Um, what what was your like experience at like those events prior to uh, the really good time we had last weekend? I I truly always go alone and I just blast through them as fast as possible and pick up any like snacks that I want and then I just get out. Especially when it was downtown, yeah, uh, in the convention center, it was mm -hmm. just like I don't know. I'm I'm not like a big uh, wander around and shop kind of guy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Kind of how like I'm not like a flea market guy. I just get stressed out if I don't have like a a goal in mind. Right. And so I would always be in and out in like 15 minutes. Just pew. I always I remember like I I think before I, you know, we started doing this, like I kind of got excited like the first couple of years going because that was like my only contact with mm -hmm. like other runners. And I would go into the bib pickup event like a little too excited and would always leave let down, like because I would just like have no one to talk to. And then on top of it, like there are weird vendors there that just shouldn't be there. Yeah. You know, so like the first year, it's like you go and you see like the Hoka tent and you see on running and you mm -hmm. see all of these like shoe brands and you're like, cool. But then like slowly, like brands just like started to leave and it isn't that interesting anymore. And like next thing you know, like I would I'm the the year before the pandemic, I went and like there was no interesting brands there anymore. It was just like the weird roofing company and, yeah. the, and the, like the Ponzi scheme, Hawaiian, uh, air, you know, not even Hawaiian Airlines it was like Hawaiian vacation tent. It was time like, shares. Yeah. So going back to it at Dodgers, it was a much more pleasant experience for me. Yeah, I I am the guy who likes to walk around and lurk a little bit. Like yeah, I, you know, go on a Sunday to Home Depot and just kind of wander around aimlessly. Like that's my kind of vibe. So this the expo is like you, Chris. For me, it's always a really exciting time to just like, yeah, just see the weirdos and the the other nerds that are right. into running as much as we are. Well, we were a good little trio that day. Yeah, yeah, it, it helped to be in a group. I'm always better in those situations in a group. I think. Uh -huh. When I'm alone, I just like, I, and also like for me, the people that are manning the tents or like running the tents, they're never, or they're very rarely like runners or even people that want to talk to you for even one second about right. anything that you're interested in, you know, like mm -hmm. uh, the Hawaii tent, it's just a timeshare suck. 
and then like you'll walk around and you'll be like, Ooh, maybe I'll talk to like the Nathan tent. And then the people at the Nathan tent, like don't even really want to talk to you about running. <laughs> they don't that even work the, for Nathan. That was, that was the funniest thing to me too. I, I fully agree. Like a, none of the people working at any of the tents were running it. Okay. No. Like they were going to run the race. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone like was just there to kind of make money. <laughs> and like, it, it just didn't have that experience of like being something that was like at all, like there was no camaraderie, but when we were talking to the other runners, like when we were talking to them, that, that was cool for me. Yeah. yeah. And I'll never do that on my own. You know, like yeah. I, you had a microphone and I think that makes you immediately more approachable, but I'm not the kind of guy that like, if I'm at like an event like that, I'll just see like a group of people and be like, Hey, so you guys like running? <laughs> yeah. I know, right? So what's your favorite gel flavor? Huh? <laughs> also, I kind of want those guys to be more um, engaging than they are. You know, like I, I, I really want like the guy that owns, you know, Cleveland, you know, running clinic to be like, yeah, be like, oh, yeah, I finally get to talk about like what I think is the best performance gel. But you get there and he's just like, oh, yeah, salted caramel. It's a big hit. Well, yeah, maybe you think going into it, you're like, oh, this could be like Comic-Con, but for running. But really, it's, it's not. It's, yeah, it's just commercialism. That's what it is. We want it to be Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. And it's actually just like, you know, a vacuum salesman's convention in Las Vegas. Well, it's like it really is just a it, it serves one purpose, right, which is to just hand out the bibs. And then they try to spice it up with yeah. <laughs> like KTLA yeah. and, you know, all the other vendors. Well, when we get around to doing NNR con um, yeah. <laughs> down in Long Beach, we'll keep everyone afoot. Yeah. You can make it super nerdy and it'll just be a bunch of weirdos talking in a circle together. Yeah, people could do like cosplay uh, Bad Water 135. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. You have a green screen and then have people set up in all white and you can photograph yourself on the, the high, Death Valley Highway. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, yeah. That's a great idea. Well, we're here with Dan, and um, and we want to talk to Dan about uh, his experience at the marathon, a little bit of your history with running, um, and get you know into what makes Dan tick. <laughs> what does make me tick? <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully, your heart. People are asking. How are you feeling going into the race? Did you feel like you had trained well enough? Because you did the twenty twenty one race, right? So how yeah. how many months did you take any time off at all before you began training for this one? So I wasn't sure if I was going to do that. I, I think I like knew in the back of my head that I was going to do the 2022, but I didn't sign up for it until like three weeks beforehand, mm. just to give myself an out in case I didn't want to do it. Um, but after the 2021, um, I just kept kind of doing what I was doing. I've been in a kind of just like a pattern of basically 50 to 60 mile weeks mm-hmm. for the past year. And so I essentially kept that going. Um, And then I was in, I was on a run streak that was about, I want to say like 160 days. Wow. And then I caught COVID. Right. And then that knocked me on my butt for two weeks. And I just took two weeks off of running. And then I picked up again at the end of December Or maybe, no, it was in the new year I started running again because COVID just destroyed all my Christmas plans. And so in the new year, I started again. And then almost immediately, um, I like knocked something loose in my back. Oh, shit. Oh, no. 
I fell on New Year's Day or New Year's, like uh, the day before New Year's, New Year's Eve, as uh, some call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I fell, like I tripped and I skinned my knee. And in, I think that something happened there where I like knocked something loose. Right. And then a week later, after like not listening to my body, I woke up not being able to stand. Oh, no. And so, well, I, I mean, I could stand, but I could like barely get to the couch. And I just like truly the worst lower back pain I've had in a long time. And so I just kind of like, again, sat it out, walked a little bit for a week, maybe two weeks. And then I got back into my semi-normal schedule. But at that point I was like, oh man, I've kind of like messed up my training schedule a bit. Right. So if I can't do the marathon, it's fine. Yeah. Like I'm not going to give myself a hard time. I'll feel a little bit sad. Um, But then I did a 20 and then I took, you know, then I did another 20 two weeks later. And then I did another 20 two weeks after that. And I was like, oh, I'm good. Like, let's go. (laughs) Like, no matter what, I think I can do this. I definitely have like at least the fitness. Um, And then, uh, and then like, again, this is like the weirdest schedule I've ever had. Because two weeks before um, the marathon, I felt like a little weirdness in my knee. Uh huh. Like not any like serious pain, but just like, you know how sometimes you can just, it feels like there's something going uh-huh, on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Something juicy. Yeah. And so then I, again, I just basically took a week, like a week and a half off, did a couple of shakeout runs before the marathon. But in my head, I was like, oh man, there's a chance that like my body just falls apart in the middle of this thing. And, uh, it didn't. So that's <laughs> exciting. <laughs> um, but that's, I mean, that sort of happens to me almost ev- before every marathon. I like get something in my head. Sure. Like it's some like, I don't know if it's psychosomatic, but it's like your brain invents like a problem. Mm-hmm. Like the, uh, before the first marathon I ever ran, I thought I was like having a heart condition. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. And then in there. And I felt fine. And then I went to the doctor afterwards. I was like, hey, I just want to make sure like I'm not having a heart attack. And he's like, oh, OK, did you do anything strenuous lately? And I told him I ran a marathon. He's like, oh, if you were going to have a heart attack, you would have died in the middle of the marathon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're fine. I was like, oh, OK. And just him saying that, like all those weird like feelings all went away. And so I right. realized that it was just like anxiety creating something weird in my body and so like when the knee thing happened i knew that it could be that or it could be something bad so i just i always err on the side of caution in that mm-hmm, in those mm-hmm. situations so um but yeah i feel like that's a very rare thing among runners most people are like i'm just gonna push through it and then yeah. they end up seriously injuring themselves instead of yeah airing being like i need i need to rest i should slow down take it easy well, you also always like if you Google or like if you Google like heart condition running, you'll find the Runner's World article about like 13 like heart condition, you know, <laughs> or like a cat attacks. You know, it's like you'll find them and they're there and they're like they're like they serve a purpose, but they're also like terrifying because like if you don't really know what's going on with the body internally, like you know, a, it could be a billion things. And, and most of the time it's just digestion, 
you know, it, 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 like, but then other times, obviously it's real, but your doctor is totally right. Like the, yeah. the, the reality is with like a very serious condition, like a heart attack or a stroke, like you're not going to know when it hits, it's just going to hit and you're going to be out. <laughs> so just might as well run it. It's, it's, yeah, it's just like WebMD. Like if you look up, oh, I have a stomach ache and also my foot kind of hurts. It's like, oh, you have brain cancer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess so. So you've run the marathon now. This is your fourth LA marathon. Yeah. And what is, I guess, between one to four, um, what's the journey? Like, where are you at? Where are you looking to go? Um, I think right now I'm just like happy to keep on being able to do it. Sure. And like making it sort of a one time of year thing. And then maybe possibly adding in like a second one. Like um, I've, I've thought about adding in like a vacation run mm-hmm. you know, in between. Um, Marathon or? Yeah. Okay. Or maybe like a hat. I've talked about maybe doing like the big Sur half marathon mm-hmm. or like even like the death Valley half, mm-hmm. or, you know, even one of the, like the kind of cornier ones, like the, you know, rock and roll half marathon. We got to do one of those. Yeah, yeah no, I got, <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's in February every year I looked up. Um, so it kind of works out as far as like training for the LA marathon. That's true. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I just want to, I want to keep LA marathon as like my home base that I'm sort of like every year I'm going to train for it. It's also nice to have that over the holidays, you know, to keep, mm-hmm. have something to work on. Um, but yeah. What was, um, what, so for like the listeners who've never run LA marathon, give us like the Dan Fonder experience. Like, because I, you know, Mark and I've kind of talked about our LA marathon experience, but like. What are you picking up on? What are the people you kind of like to look forward to seeing? Mm-hmm. You know, give us the Dan version of LA Marathon. Yeah. Um, I think the thing I like most about the LA Marathon is just finding those weird pockets of the city that you don't normally get to run through. Mm-hmm. Um, running in general has made me like so much more pedestrian minded. You know, like I care more about bridges than I ever have in my whole life. Um, <laughs> I care more about like uh, street safety. Um, I know. Yeah. And so like that's that's a big part of it. Um, I like seeing the the weirdos that are dressed up like uh, Russell from Up. Um, I like seeing the guy that's uh, dressed up in a full suit with a suitcase or a briefcase. Yeah, um, that guy. I like the guys that are in like, what did I see this year? I don't, there was one. Have you ever seen the um, the fellow that's in just like a big bear costume that's done like a ton of marathons? Well, I haven't. No, I don't think I've seen him. He's like a. I think he's sort of an internet celebrity. Um, but of course he, does, he is. Like, yeah, <laughs> he ran across the country at one point wearing like a bear costume. Um, but more than anything, I just like, I like traversing across the city. Yeah. Like, um, especially near the end, I always find it really fun because, um, I'm not, uh, for the listener at home, I'm not the most like runner body runner person. Like I'm a little chunky, I'm short, but once you hit like that 20 mile point and I I keep going. And then you'd see all these like LA fitness inspo people. Yeah. Just fuck, or 
just like falling off, just dropping like flies. You see him on the side of the roads doing those weird stretches that I've never seen before anywhere other than the marathon. <laughs> you know, like the yeah, like yeah. a foot against a curb, and then like <laughs> pushing up against it, and you're like, I don't know how that's making you feel any, any better. Any yeah, better. But I'm glad you're doing it. And they're like running up to all the people with the biofreeze. Yeah. And like, I, I am just kind of like plugging away. And like, I know that I've like built, like done the right training to be able to, I mean, it hurts and I am uh, suffering at that point, but being able to like, at the end, have like a last minute push is like very exciting for me. That's when like one of the only times that I get competitive yeah, I agree. It's it's um especially someone like for myself who's slower. Um I'm I'm always the guy who like never stops running. Yeah. Um but I'm with usually at the end of the race like the fit body people who thought they could kind of just go and run it and now they're walking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're just like they're just like I just thought I could do this and or I trained for a month or you know, it's this is actually really hard. Yeah, or like their longest training run was 15 miles and they thought they could just like fudge the last 11. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's 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 funny you say that cuz yeah, you're 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 right. You know, I think there's this identity or this image of what people think runners are and and that's what's my opinion I love about the the marathon is especially LA, you know. Yeah, I mean you just get to go go at your own pace and and like you said, I mean that's something that we've talked a lot about is like the kind of, I don't know that, that attitude of like, you just got to keep going and you put one foot in front of the other. Right. And it's like a really basic, all right, we're going to go across the city. I'm going to get to the end and I'm going to trust my body. Right. Yeah. I, I have a funny Dan story actually. Um, because, uh, we both ran 2021 and this can lead into the next part of the show I wanted to get into about the course change for LA Marathon and how it sucks. Boy. <laughs> um, Boy. But I remember, like, Dan might have been like an hour ahead of me. Um, and I was maybe at mile, I think I was like at mile 19, and you were maybe at mile like 25. Yeah. But right by the, by the Mormon temple there. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm like, just like, when you're at that part of the marathon, you're like, in my, cause I'd done it a handful of times at that point. For me, my experience was like, okay, Chris, like you're about to hit this shit right now. Like this is the, this is actually the hard part. Like you're, you're there. And right as I kind of been thinking that I, I hear like out of the corner of my ear, like Chris, like Chris, like, and it's Dan and he's going like, <laughs> It's fucking great. Just double backing the exact same way. We're all talking about how much we love it. <laughs> and everyone around you was laughing because I clearly knew and everybody knew that this reroute sucked. You know, and for the listeners at home who haven't seen LA Marathon, it used to be for a long time, Dodger Stadium through all the highlights of LA, a good, good like run through the city and it would end at what most people would consider to be a very big icon of the city, the beach. Mm -hmm. And now it doubles back into like a business center. Yeah. <laughs> you end up at like the century city plaza or like the Avenue of the stars. So what was, what was your, your takeaway with like the change and all of that? Like, because I know you didn't like it and I don't know. And how was it running it again? What, what did you, did you come to like it at all? Or what do you think? 
it is funny because I still don't like it and I don't like the way that it ends. It, yeah. It feels so much more anticlimactic now. Uh huh. Because even like the the end of back when it was in Santa Monica, it was almost like the last mile. You were just surrounded by people cheering and telling you you were almost done. Yeah. And that is still sort of the case, but it starts later and you're also going uphill. Yeah. And it's much less crowded because way less people want to go to Century City than they do um, Santa Monica. And then you make this weird turn and then it's not like a hundred percent clear where the actual finish line is. So I just like, I like ran and I was like, okay, I think I'm done uh, now. And then I wasn't quite done. I was like, okay, I got to go a little bit further and then I'm done. And then I was done. And I was like, I feel better about it now, especially the second time because I was ready for it. Sure. But I think last year I like, kind of got bummed out because it was so anticlimactic and the Mm. last my first two marathons i basically ended them like crying because it was so it was like it's so beautiful and everybody's cheering and you can't believe you've done it um and this one it's like hey we did it and everybody just (laughs) like we all thumbs up we all you know walk into a business park and we get our free heineken and you know we chill out how do you get picked up from there? Because at the when I ended in Santa Monica, we just took the train back, so it was really convenient. Yeah, my wife picked me up in, and she parked in like the Beverly Hills area and just kind of walked over. They do have parking at the uh-huh. at the that, mall. Like, mall, um, but it's it's definitely not the same. I yeah. I will say that the Finishers Festival is in a much better location now. Yeah, I like, agree. I never went to the Finisher Festival when it was in Santa Monica because it was like in the sun and not in a great, you know, it just wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, I agree. This is a much better finish. Like you're kind of in this like you're in this like womb of finishers. Like it's like it feels like you're at like a festival. Um, Santa Monica was like there's like the beer garden was like in an alleyway and like, yeah. I, yeah, I, I would always have more of a confusing ending. I'd end up like having like my post run cry, like, like <laughs> on some like weird planter in front of a, like, you know, CrossFit gym or something, you know, but I agree. Well, I was going to ask if you ran into any of the people that we saw at the expo, like if you saw the boom gel people or the Heineken people, or the Theragun people at the end. I did see the boom gel guys. Um, I picked up two boom gels on my way. And? <laughs> it's kind of, they're kind of weird. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I, I, they, they do not have a sponsorship with NNR. I, <laughs> I, I had those and, and I, 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 they have a thing going on, but yeah. I was talking to someone, Sam Griesmer, got to bring him up every podcast, talking to Sam. I'm like, you don't want to eat like warm apple pie at apple at mile 12. Like it's too real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, like, the flavors were too real. Yeah. Which is kind of a sad thing to think about. But I've I've also like my body has gotten so accustomed to like the goo rock <laughs> synthetic, salty, synthetic, <laughs> like and I just choke it down and I'm totally fine with it. There was something about it was one step too real where I had like a banana peach or something like a yeah. And you could 
feel the banana texture in it. And it was, but it still, it was like sort of applesauce texture. Oh. And I, I ate it and I just, I was a little bummed out and I just kept going. So when you would go to the expo and Cliff Bar was doing the gels, it's this big Cliff Bar tent. It's like very official looking. There's like a bunch of employees there handing out samples. They're handing out samples of what they're going to give you on the race day. When we went to the boom tent, it was a boom tent with like, Nine, you know, when you go to Starbucks and you see like the, the, the like syrup pumps, pumps? yeah, it was like nine syrup pumps, like clear taped to a table. So no one would, I guess, steal them. And then he had these little tiny spoons and you were just like pumping little spoon samples into your mouth. And I hope he's not listening, but (laughs) he was, he was one of the people that was really eager to know about the podcast. So there's a good chance Chance he he is. Well, I'm just saying (laughs) as some creative uh, feedback, feedback, (laughs) maybe just have like a box of gels to hand out to people and um, not the creepy, uh, you know, sampler. Well, nothing that, yeah, nothing that is like close to Thanksgiving, you know, you know, if your flavors are part of Thanksgiving Dinner? meal, yeah. Yeah, then you don't, yeah. you don't want to have that want it at mile 18. <laughs> well, yeah. And they were passing out those gravy flavors and it was really rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, I'm not a big goo guy to begin with. So, you know, I, they're hard to get down for me. And, and he was also really, of course he's in the goo business. If you're, what did he say? He said something to the effect of like, if you're having the first goo at mile 13, you're three goos behind. Well, yeah, yeah he, he said like, a marathon's a six gel race. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's such a weird way to describe something. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess if you are a, if you are a strictly goo person, that is probably true because you probably want like every 45 minutes. But at the, the great thing about the LA marathon is there's just constantly food around you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All tastes better than goo. True. You know, like at miles, I want. Was to- the chili dog person back? Were the chili dog people I back? Didn't see a chili dog person. Okay, they're normally I there. Don't think I would ever take that up. Um, but there was a home state, which is a great breakfast taco place. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were handing out fresh tortillas at mile Ooh, six. And nice. That, when I when I had that, it, in my head I was thinking, I can't go back to goo. I just had a fresh <laughs> tortilla from home state, and I'm gonna. I'm going to drink goo roctane blackberry raspberry. Yeah, no, I, I don't blame you. Dude, I, the, I did go back and I did I did have some goo later on. What else did you take down? Did, did you end up you having eat? a yeah. non-alcoholic beer? Yeah, I had some. No, I had some alcoholic beer. Do you have the shot at, at Brentwood there? Yeah, right at uh, the uh, Veterans Way, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a couple Twizzlers. I didn't have any pretzels this time. That's always been a, a mainstay. Like whenever someone's handing out pretzels, I'll always grab those. Um, and I didn't get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich this time. Man, I'm just getting FOMO thinking about it. It's the, the that race is yeah. so fun because like I will be back in 2023. Um, but it's 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 a fun race, especially being from the city. You know, like you're just there's it. You're kind of like. It was interesting being on the outside, just watching it, because like, I don't know how to explain it. It felt like, um, for me, not running it, like, and and after doing it for four years, it felt like um, choosing to not watch the Super Bowl and like going to get dinner somewhere. (laughs) 
you know, being like, you know, this big game's on and you just like really like everyone's doing it or all your buddies are doing it. And you're like, I'm not, I guess I'll, I'll figure out something to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do something else. But it was, I did, I, I, I did watch it on, it was fun to watch the KTLA coverage and it was, it was cool to, to call you up and, and uh, I was happy to know that you were out there. Yeah. So I, I, there's so much like to talk to you about Dan. Um, my last marathon question was you did a shoe switch up. I noticed you went to the Hoka carbons. What'd you think? I liked it. I sort I had a whole shoe fiasco, uh, like a week before the marathon. Oh, I'll, I'll touch on it briefly. So I've been running basically switching between Hoka ring cone threes and Nike infinity fly knit, whatever they call like, yeah, their big fluffy one. Now it's, uh, maybe the worst name of any shoe that's ever existed. Uh, but so I've been <laughs> switching back and forth. And uh, about a month before the marathon, I had the idea to try out the Hoka Carbon X. Um, just to, because I'm, I'm not normally like a super shoe guy, like the carbon plate um, doesn't mm-hmm. normally excite me because I'm, I'm like a 10 minute mile runner. Sure. And I feel like those don't really... Uh, necessarily do yeah you know they're, like, yeah they're not yeah. really make a big difference when you're running you have to be doing like seven minute miles for that to really activate right um but i decided at the last minute to give it a try and i liked it in a couple of my training runs but i did ultimately want to go with the big fluffy bouncy shoes um just because especially like around mile 24 like you want something that's basically like a marshmallow under your feet yeah um, but I, uh, I had run my last pair basically into the ground, probably put like 700 miles on them. Holy so, shit. uh, I ordered a new pair through a friend, uh, and they unfortunately ordered me women's sizes. Oh. And I, it's so funny. The difference between a women's 10 and a men's 10 is not that much. So when I first put them on and I did like a couple training runs in them, I was like, oh, maybe the upper is just like, you know, it needs to stretch. Maybe the fly knit is like not molded to my feet yet. And then like I, I was like, no, it feels weird. And so I looked at the <laughs> order form and realized that they had accidentally ordered me women's size. And so three days before we we did another order and I tried to do like overnight shipping um, and apparently they don't ship on the weekends for some reason, or they don't deliver on the weekends. And so I was kind of backed into a corner and had to do the hokas. Okay. But I liked it and I had a good time. I do feel like right, like near the end, it did start to feel a little bit harder, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Especially with that carbon plate. I feel like I definitely noticed it near the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, it's a great shoe. Did you get to do any training runs before the marathon in the carbons? Yeah, I did probably three. I didn't okay. any, like long distance in mm-hmm. the carbons. So that's why I didn't want to run the marathon in them. They had a little bounce for me. I think we actually ran in the exact same shoes. Yeah, like, I think so. And, um, I was looking at them and yeah, what I remember, I was like really careful for 2021 because I was like, I don't want to, I want this bounce to be their day of. Mm-hmm. And then like it was there for the first six miles. And I'm like, <laughs> and I had a panic attack and thought I was going to pass out in front of the comedy store. <laughs> and, and then nothing mattered. Yeah. 
Um, well, here's the thing. There's like a lot of questions we have for you, Dan. But um, I want to do a prop. You know, we both really want to do like, because there's just. Yeah, we want to hear about your running journey, like how you got to be crushing, you know, 20 mile runs on the weekends. And by the way, Dan's in our Strava club on uh, the NNR Strava club. And you are like the leader, almost. you and Nathan and Nick Tuttle. Got to give a shout out to Nick Tuttle. Like the three of you guys are always vying for the top spot yeah. in, in putting the most miles down. Nathan's yeah. wild, man. He's crazy. Nathan's actually out here now because uh, we're doing the speed project this week. So, um, Oh, killer. But um, first, what's up with Eagle Rock Run Club? Because you started that. And I just wanted pe- you to be able to give a shout out for that now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, and just get that information out. So what's going on with Eagle Rock? So Eagle Rock Run Club, we meet almost every Thursday. We're taking this week off um, so that my legs can uh, recover. And also I have another thing going on, um, but we're going to keep it on the east side of L.A. Great. Um, our next one is going to be next week. And we're going to meet at Frogtown Brewery and we're going to run the L.A. River and cross the new Taylor Yard Bridge that just got opened up. Sweet. Hell yeah. It's been been, uh, in the works for probably six years, (laughs) Um, but we've only done two runs so far. It's been super fun. Um, I've never really been like a run in groups kind of person. I've never been like a running club guy, Um, but I got the opportunity to go to Hawaii with uh, my work a couple weeks ago, or I guess now a couple months ago. And while we were there, I sort of became the de facto leader of a little crew of runners. Awesome. Do like three miles. We did a six miler and I found out that I just really liked doing that. And all the people in the group were super new to running or hadn't run in a long time or had never run a six miler before. And I just really loved being able to share that with people in a way that isn't like threatening Mm-hmm. It's not like a macho run club, you know, like more of just like a, hey, we're going to go out. Everybody run the pace you want. If you want to walk, you can walk. But we're going to meet up every Thursday and do it. And then the last two we've done uh, at Waltz, which is a great bar over here in Eagle Rock that serves hot dogs and beer and natural wine and has pinball. Um, but I think we're going to start. You know, I think Waltz is going to be maybe our home base and cool. we'll start, you know, branching out, maybe doing like Highland Park Brewery at the Hermosillo. Um, Frogtown is really close. And then just like helping also helping people explore different routes in the area. Yeah, because I found that that's a question I get almost more than anything is just people wondering how to find where to run mm-hmm. in the city. and I've been doing it in this area long enough to where I have, you know, a hundred different routes for a hundred different distances, you know, and a, a thousand different difficulties. And mm-hmm. so if I can like impart even like a tiny bit of that to someone that was nervous about running, cause they don't want to run in the city for whatever reason, or they don't know how to put together like a three mile course, like that's sort of the goal. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely be out there when you uh you you get started back up. I'll be out there for the the return um at Frogtown. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah, it's gonna be super fun. So how's the body feeling? It feels pretty good. I have some soreness, um, mostly in like the quads. 
um, which is surprising. I don't have any knee pain, which is a godsend. Um, and so I went out this morning for a little three miler. Great. Um, just uh, take it slow and shake it out. Yeah. Kind of shake out those that weird like soreness. Um, and I feel good again, still sore, but uh, yeah, I did a little uh, percussive gun this morning. <laughs> <laughs> you got the double gun. <laughs> yeah, I got the double gun at the. I, I'm missing the double gun. So we normally end things by asking people what the runner's high is, but maybe you can bring it into the 2022 LA Marathon and and say, was there ever a moment where you felt a runner's high? Like where were you in the race in the city? Like what was going on? Who was around you? Yeah, it's it's actually pretty like predictable every time for the LA Marathon for me. There's always a moment probably right around mile 14 or maybe like 10 to 14 where you're running through Hollywood and it's just kind of straight and you don't have to think about anything. And when I'm doing like long distances right around that point is where I sort of feel like I could run forever. You know, like your legs at Mm -hmm. that point are just doing what they've done. You've beaten them into submission at this point. So they know that you're not going to stop. Yeah. And that's always when I, turn on music during the LA marathon. Like I don't normally listen to music until about halfway. And so when I can just like put on like whatever playlist and zone out and not feel anything, that's sort of the runner's high for me in the middle section. And then there's always the end where it's like mile 24. I know that I can, there's no way I am not going to not run the two more miles. Yeah. And at that point, it's just about like maintaining either like my heart rate or, you know, some semblance of pace. But I don't I'm normally not too stressed out about my finishing time. So I'm just letting like my body tell me what to do and enjoying like the last, you know, two and a half miles of whatever I'm doing. Um, And just like realizing that I don't I'm going to do this thing that I have worked for, you know, six to months to a year to do and it's like it's just like the bet like i i always get goosebumps and norm when it's ending in santa monica i cry um but yeah that's that's sort of like the runner's high is just when you realize like when you are achieving something that like most people can't and you are not even sure why you can do it Mm -hmm. that's like that's sort of like the secondary high oh man awesome (sighs) Bless it, dude. Dan. Yeah. Congratulations again. Congratulations, man. This was those those miles were earned, dude. Well, you gotta come out next year. Oh yeah. 23, yeah. baby. I will be back with we some can uh, sign the petition to get it to end in Santa Monica <laughs> again. We'll start protesting outside the McCourt Foundation. I'm gonna run for mayor just and my only thing I'm gonna <laughs> promise is that I'll bring the LA Marathon back to where you it should run be. For mayor of Santa Monica then. I'll break. I'll run for both. <laughs> That's your other your other campaign is you're gonna put San Monica oh, back I'm, in LA. Yeah, I'm gonna put it back on the map. Well, Dan, dude, thank you so much for the the post LA Marathon 2022 yeah, wrap thanks. up. Yeah, of course. 